Today I'm joined by my wife, Linda, and she was having a conversation with me and I thought, this is so encouraging. I think this needs to go to a wider audience of the folk at King's Church and beyond. It is hopefully going to be a conversation that will stir everyone's heart in terms of intimacy with God. We all strive for that. That's what the Christian life is. It's not just about having a document on our walls, so to speak, to say we're justified by faith alone. We certainly need that. That's center stage and the heart of the gospel. But the gospel is about God and having a relationship with him. So I'm going to ask you, Linda, what's happened in recent times? How, how, why are we here? Why are we talking about this? Well, um, last week you had for the Wednesday teaching uh, Dan, Dan Phillips, and it blew me away when he went into the depth of an infinite God, having the power to be everywhere but be right here with me. And in his word, he's provided his word to speak to every one of his elect and yet to speak to me. And that, that blew me away. And then um, to hear you expound on it even more and the practicality of that, I think coming from a charismatic background where everyone is seeking a word from the Lord or a fresh word from the Lord, etc. Um, wow, what a revelation this is and what a exposing of what a counterfeit of the real word that God has given us that the charismatic has tried to replace when God has so provided himself in his word to us personally. And I just didn't realize how practical that would be until last night. And as always, life just keeps happening for all of us. All of us experience this. And right now it's probably even extra stressful for almost everyone hearing this with the, being the holiday season and all of its demands. And I think probably for most people, they could say there's some extra family drama during this time of year. And the list of stresses go on and on. And for me personally, a grandbaby number seven was born this past week. So the joy and the stress of being there for the labor and delivery, it's, it's harrowing while it's so beautiful. And when your baby girl is having a baby, the fear and the joy are real. And, um, and then staying there for several days to help with a 15-month-old. It's wonderful and it's exhausting. It added, it's added to the stress a week before Christmas. So all that to say... I haven't slept well all week because although exhausted, the adrenaline and the stress mixed with menopause probably, my heart will literally race and even hurt in my chest. And When you say your heart was racing, give us an idea. What are you talking about? It's a, I now know it's a type of anxiety. When it first started happening a couple of years ago because I think of age and where I'm at in my life as a woman, um, my heart started racing a couple years ago with actual pain in the chest so much so that I went to urgent care. Mm. So two cardiologists later and many, many tests later, I apparently have a fantastic heart. It's nothing more than stress and anxiety, like an anxiety attack, mm. which I'd never had in my life. So um, I didn't know that's what it was. And now that I know that, um, I've been doing everything I can to manage stress. Um, but last night, my mind was whirling when I went to bed. My heart was racing and the chest pain was pretty miserable. So even though I know it's not a heart attack now, it's still a very miserable experience every time. So I started to think on scriptures that I've memorized in the past regarding trusting the Lord. These have always been a comfort even before this new level of anxiety and even before this new level of understanding now that I got last week through John and Dan Phillips' teaching. But through the newfound understanding of this personal yet infinite God as I was reciting the scriptures in my head, I suddenly realized that these scriptures were 
for me at that moment in my bed on my street in 2022. Um, yes, for God's elect, but for me personally, and it mm. was just profound. Uh, so, for example, the main scripture I kept ex- reciting to myself over and over, and I don't know, you want everyone to turn to that? Yeah, let's turn in our Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. Very familiar verse, a couple, two, three verses. Philippians chapter 4, in fact, uh, let me just uh, read them. Um, Philippians 4 verse 6. Let me say it again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the word of God. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You can't leave out verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So, So you, Linda, were thinking and reciting Chapter 4, verse 6. And I've done that. Take it from there. Okay. And I've done that for years. I love that verse. It's a comforting verse. But while I was reciting it over and over, laying there in the dark in bed, not being able to sleep, I suddenly realized that this was God speaking to me right then and there because of that teaching, just saying, okay, God is everywhere. He's watching all of the 8 billion people in the world right now. He's speaking to other people that are reading the word right now or thinking on the word right now, but I realized right then and right there in my moment of need, um, he was he was speaking to me. So I decided to keep reciting it to myself by adding my name. So I started saying in my head, Linda, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in prayer, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God or to me, I even said, as if God was speaking to me, and my peace which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And then I began to even break it apart, adding my name to make it personal and to apply it by praying for what was keeping me awake. So, Linda, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to me. And then I just started praying about what was bothering me. And then I went back and said, and then I, so I prayed specifically, and then, Linda, when you do this, my peace, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So it was like, it was just, uh, yes, pray. We, I'm praying all the time, but it was a prayer that now was thinking and contemplating on how God has received that prayer, and he is now going to bring peace through that to guard the very two things. My mind is racing, my heart is racing. Hmm. And here this verse is saying, it's going to guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. That's am- it was amazing. I'm laying there just amazed and even starting to feel the calmness of that, of my God being the one doing the work. And it wasn't a voice in my room. It wasn't, it wasn't the word of faith craziness. Mm. It was just the word of God meditating on it and thinking on it so personally. So tell me about the intimacy involved in that. Where does that come in? And tell me the how and whys of, of all that. So you mean like the profundity of that or? yeah. You're finding God in an intimate way through words written a couple of thousand years ago. Right. Like in your teachings before when you said, 
when God spoke to you, mm-hmm. and it was thousands of years before to who he was speaking to. Mm-hmm. So I know this is written thousands of years ago, but I, I am very aware that the word is written for us today. But now on this new personal level, I know last night my heart is pounding, my heart is racing, and God is speaking to me in my moment of anxiety and ta- mm-hmm. and, and coaching me, comforting me, commanding me, and yet being the one to do the work at the same time. He's so he's counseling you personally by his word. By his word. And the foolish thing is to avoid that counsel or deny that counsel or resist that counsel and try to think we need something more than that. A fresh word. Yeah. Or I hope on Sunday when I get there, someone has a word for me. Mm. Well, I needed it last night. It was Monday or Tuesday night. (laughs) So I needed it then and there, not hoping someone was going to see me at church and have Mm. this word. I used to live that. I used Mm. to live that, hoping someone, the pastor would have a word or the guest speaker would have a word or... Mm. Um, instead, it was God right there had a word that was written thousands of years, years before. So the power and um, comfort of memorizing the word so that in the dark you're laying there and you can meditate on the word and he's speaking to me, he's speaking to mm. you. And, and a concept to grasp, I think we've all grasped it, but it's good to say it, is that we've got 66 books of God's word. It's not just a couple of verses that seem to apply. Oh, absolutely. It's Genesis 1, 1, all the way through to the end of the book of Revelation. That is God speaking to us, and that's Jesus' view of the Word. When you hear the Word of God read, that's God speaking to you. Mm -hmm. I think it's finally sinking in, my my thick skull. So is that kind of a summary? The, the, The teaching that you've heard, you're applying, and you're seeing the full value of it. Right. In the hour of need. In the hour of need. And I feel like it's almost like splitting hairs because having these memorized for years and they've already brought me such comfort. Um, and yet there's just a new depth of saying, oh, my word, this word is for me now. It's mm. personal to me right this moment. It's alive. It's it's yes. active and alive. It does, like R.C. Sproul said, I don't make it alive. It makes me alive. I think I'm quoting that right. Um, and so another scripture that I kept repeating last night was John fourteen twenty seven, Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So again, I said, Linda, in my head, don't let your heart be troubled. Linda, don't let your heart be afraid. And then I continued with a cry to my God, confessing the sin of anxiety and for his mercy to do what I couldn't do for myself, which was to calm my heart. Um, and then one more scripture it was pretty much these three scriptures last night that I just, I literally was there for a couple hours not being able to sleep was um, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And so Linda, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And so I then just started praying about the things that were bothering me in the world. And there's a lot going on that can bother us. Mm. It's fearful, it's unknown, it's things we've never seen before. So I'm just excited, and I'm excited to take this understanding even further. In my personal life, let's say Linda, uh, for uh, 1 Corinthians 13, Linda, love is patient. Linda, love is kind when I'm not feeling it mm-hmm. to be able to coach. Have, it's God's word to me. Uh, Linda, love is kind. Uh, Linda, Lind, heart, love hardly notices what, when it's been wronged. Mm-hmm. It, it, you can just, I feel like, so make this go on and on of, of a personal application. And then another one was um, that I'm thinking of when we knew we were going to be talking about this is and the serv- 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 25. And this, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle with all men. So again, Linda, don't be patient. Don't be quarreling with men. 
in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God perhaps will give them repentance to the acknowledging the truth. So Linda, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. Quit being so quarrelsome. Who cares if you win the, the battle on the street of an argument when you're witnessing to somebody? But instead, was Christ portrayed, was the cross portrayed with love? And it's then it's up to the Lord. So I just, I'm super grateful. I was just trying to share with you the excitement I had last night of in the midst of just being really an anxious time for mm-hmm. a couple hours, instead being turned into this epiphany almost for me. And so I just was excited to share it with you. What's the result? I mean, you were struggling for a couple of hours. Did you come to a place of peace? Yeah, and then I just, I don't even know where I fell asleep in the middle of doing all that. Mm. So praise the Lord. Mm. So I know it won't be a first and a last. Right. It's not, oh, okay, that's all done now. I've I've handled that. Right. There's no test me say, you know, I used to have anxiety on March the 8th. I I overcame it, no no longer have an issue. No, there are tendencies towards anxiety, and God will always say to us, be anxious for nothing. Exactly. And when we read that, he's saying that to us. So I hope it encourages people to also memorize the word so that yes. it's right there accessible of God speaking to me Yeah. in the moment of whatever need is happening. So I'm, I'm excited for the scriptures that God has allowed me to memorize to get those even fresher again. And it's mm-hmm. revived a passion to have that recall, even if I don't know the address of it, but I know the what it's saying. Just lastly, how would you encourage folk to memorize? Let me set up the question this way. A lot of folks say, I, I just can't memorize scripture. And yet I've talked to these same folk, maybe it's a guy, and uh, he can tell me statistics of baseball and basketball, football that blow my mind. He knows the result of a game back in 1977 and uh, can quote all the stats. But somehow with scripture, they're not able to. What, what are some of the keys uh, that you found to help do that because that's a great thing the, the psalmist says that thy word have i hid in my heart that i may not sin against you mm-hmm. and jesus in his temptations didn't have to go down to the synagogue to find the scroll where it was written somewhere he was able to say it is written it is written he knew, it. He, he knew the word of god uh, what, what are some tips you can give folk because you can only think about what you know you can only meditate in what you know well, for me, and I, I think it hopefully will be practical because it doesn't come easy. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. And I have typed little uh, cards for myself and um, laminated them even and put them on a little ring that I would just have them and next. And what's on the cards? And different scriptures I wanted to memorize. I see. So there were, there's ones pertaining to like these ones I've already mentioned, but then there's other ones regarding... Uh, what I would want to have right at recall when I'm witness, witnessing to someone on the street. Mm-hmm. And so I would just at my Bible time in the morning, just have my little cards laminated there in a little ring and just go through them over and over and over just to keep them fresh. And even when I haven't seen them for a while, I'll have to re get them in there again. They're mm-hmm. right there easier. It's not as hard as the first time, but I just re- will read that same scripture over and over and over. Maybe if it's a long enough one, then I just do the you know, a couple lines of it and then do the next couple lines and then start putting it all together. I can, and just give yourself weeks, mm-hmm. give yourself mm-hmm. whatever time, just so diligence. So if it takes three days or a week to memorize exactly. it, that's okay? It's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And even maybe have the little card next to the kitchen sink or next to the, in the bathroom so that you're, you're just constantly throughout the day looking at it. And then mm-hmm. you'll just keep more thinking on it. And pretty soon it starts to be there as a recall. Mm. It's just, dil- I think it's repetition is the mother of all learning. <laughs> yeah. Is Say what- that again. <laughs> <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> no, it's true. We, 
we, we really need to do this. The scripture tells us to hide his word in our hearts. And um, you can only do that by the process of memorization. That the way to the heart is through the mind, not through any other means. And man's constitutional nature hasn't changed in the last decade or so or 20 years. This is how we remember is we put it before us. Um, in the meantime, having the Bible next to the nightstand, if that happens in the night for mm. many, I'm sure, of just the heart racing or the thoughts racing, they can't shut their mind down, then turn on the light and and be able to just turn to that word and speak, you know, Linda or whoever, whatever your name is, be anxious for nothing until yeah. you have it memorized. But um, I can't encourage you to memorize it enough. It's so nice to be able to just have it there no matter where you're at at, yeah. re at recall. There's various ways to read and study our Bibles. One way to read the Bible is to read it through in a year or less than that. There are great programs out there. But memorization and meditation is another way of understanding what God has said and thinking about it. And mm. uh, like, like a, the, the old analogy was a cow chewing the cud. Mm. And they have, I'm told, I've never checked it out, but three stom stomachs. And... Uh, the first uh, stomach is where it, it goes, and then there's a period where it goes to the second and then to the third, and that's when it's fully digested. And the picture there is chewing it and, and, and re-chewing it and going over it. And the, there's, there's scriptures that I, I quote, I'm sure, every week or almost every week that have become part of me simply because I've thought about it a lot. And uh, we need to do that. We've, we, people say, I haven't got time to do that. I, I always answer, uh, you haven't got time to put the Bible in your mind. Have you got time to worry? Yeah. We, yeah. And really meditation is, is exactly that. It's, it's thinking on the right thing, which is what Philippians 4, 8 says, things that are true and good and excellent. And so scripture is all of those things. Yeah. And so we, we do have time. We've got time to worry, and we've got instead time to put the Word of God in our heads and hearts. And um, I think this has been a very, very helpful time of interaction. I pray God blesses it, and I pray for each one hearing this that they would take this challenge of making the Word of God personal because it is. Amen. Because it is. Mm. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the testimony we just heard. We just asked that it would affect others, that they would also have confidence in the scriptures to go to it and apply it in this way. And by that, being free of the anxiety that often plagues us. Lord, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus. We thank you for his kingdom. Uh, having no end, he rules now. And let our hearts be persuaded of that and live in peace because the Prince of Peace is reigning. One day we will see it, but with the eye of faith we know it now. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.